Vertonghen is in there! It looks like that might be a Spurs winner. Bale, oh lovely range on the ball. It's a fine pass into Harry Kane, who shoots! With devastating effect, it is Harry Kane who scores! Son has a shot! The wait is over for Tottenham fans. They now have a new head coach, and that man is Nuno Espirito Santo. Welcome to the State Side Spurs podcast. We are back after a pretty rough week, after all things considered. We were on a, a hype train after a lot of positive results, and even though we scraped through the third round of the FA Cup. Um, we are not in the best mood, but joined tonight with Austin here and Chris, both What's up? ready to talk. What's up? Uh, both very excited to be here as well. Um, Austin, <laughs> how are you feeling after that week? Uh, no one likes to lose the London Derby, especially the, I mean, Chelsea or Arsenal are probably the, the two worst ones to lose, of course, but uh, we have a chance to make it up tomorrow, but how are you feeling tonight? Um, you know, you would think a 3-1 win on the weekend would make me feel a little bit better, but that's probably one of the few times a 3-1 win felt like a 2-0 loss. So, I don't know. Not not feeling the best. I'm excited that we get to see Spurs play as often as we do. Um, you know, hopefully the performances get better, but, man... I'm, I I would be lying to say that I'm – if I said I was looking forward to tomorrow, uh, I'd be uh, lying a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Chris, any uh, more optimism coming from your mouth? or Absolutely is it gonna be- not. Um, we're, we're most likely <laughs> going to lose tomorrow. Uh, there's no optimism. <laughs> Can't put it any better. The life of a Spurs fan, uh, already ready to concede the uh, the League Cup. All right, let's talk about that League Cup fixture uh, about a week ago. Um, you know, headed to Stamford Bridge. Lineup comes in, and I don't think there are too many surprises. Uh, it's kind of what we predicted with Dyer being out. Uh, I think I was the one that said Sanchez would play center back and Tanganga right center back. Uh, we we kind of thought maybe Roden would be there, but apparently there was a little an early, a knock in warm-ups or the, the day of or the day before that kept him out. Was that correct, Austin? Yeah, it was something like that. It, it wasn't like an in, full-blown injury, but it was some sort of little knock. I don't think it was illness, right? Chris, it was his it ribs. Was a, yeah, okay. He had a rib injury, and it actually carried over to the, the last match against Morecambe as well. He was just able to tough through it. For Morecambe, apparently, but for uh, for Chelsea, it was it was too much for him to carry. And uh, I I think Reggie just had the kind of a soft injury that he just couldn't go. He was enough to be on the bench. I think uh, both of them were actually on the bench for this game. Yeah, Roden and Regulon were both on the bench against Chelsea, but neither one played, obviously. But yeah, they both apparently picked up knocks not long before kickoff. Yeah, so let, let's let's go ahead and just jump straight into this uh, this match against Chelsea. I mean, right off the bat, looks like Chelsea's controlling the game, has possession, and it doesn't take long before they put pressure on our back line. And 
Austin, while we through this first goal, who 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 are you blaming? Who's at fault for this first goal? Um, you know, I think it's what five seven minutes into the, the the first half. Well, Tanganga makes a horrible pass, uh, leaving Emerson very short, and then completely loses his marker. So he compounds his his error and gets just. I mean. There's only one person he can be marking, and he completely lets him run right past him and get him behind. Um, and then at that point, it's a kind of it's a shot type cross type thing that just deflects in. But I mean, Tangonga is the only one you can blame for that first goal in my in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I think originally people were like Sanchez, but Sanchez has no that's not a fault anywhere at that first goal. I mean, he's doing his best to cover the space, and I think that's probably creeping in the far post. Uh, right, yeah. off, uh, right, Chris? That's going to the yeah. far post, even if he doesn't touch it. So. Sanchez was um, in a no-win situation there. Yeah, it, it, it just wasn't pretty. And then, I mean, honestly, the, the biggest frustration for me this first half and probably this entire game was just the lack of, of getting out of our own half, controlling the ball. And I don't really know what that stemmed from. I just... I think this is the one problem with the recording once a week, and this this game being essentially almost seven days ago at this point. Was I just don't remember why we couldn't get the ball out of our half. I mean, Chelsea started a pretty strong lineup, but they also rested a few players, and we had a, a pretty strong lineup out there. So, Austin, what what was it that kept us so locked into our own half uh, and lacking really any real chances that first half? Well, something that helps us a lot um, to to transition from defense through the midfield into attack is having um, a back line that is capable on the ball and can uh, hit accurate passes to the feet of our midfielders and forwards. So having Dyer out and putting Sanchez in the middle, uh, we really lacked Dyer's passing ability in the middle of that defense to kind of dictate the tempo of the passing once we, you know, once we did main uh, uh, turn the ball over from Chelsea and then having Doherty um, on on the left. Um, just, just on the pitch in general? Well, no, especially on the left because, uh, <laughs> yes, point taken, him on the pitch at all, but him being inverted on the left uh, offered us no width on that side. And so Chelsea could really squeeze um, into the middle, knowing that he's not going to run by you on the left. They're not worried about his pace. And he's going to always favor his right foot on the inside. Um, so it, it removed the whole left flank uh, for us. And Sanchez is not the best uh, passer in the world. Um, he hit a long ball pretty decently, but... He's not the best passer in the world. Tanganga is not the best passer in the world. We just <laughs> went through how the first goal came from his lack of passing ability. Um, you know, Doherty, not a great passer. So we're left with a back line who uh, couldn't really hit those 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 balls into the forwards. Um, and then, you know, our midfielders aren't exactly ball carriers. So we didn't have any ball carriers on the pitch that could carry the ball out of defense for them. And really, really missing Dyer and Romero in that back line um, to be able to to progress the ball out of our half. Yeah, and then so now let's talk about the second goal, and we're gonna go right back to Tanganga here. I mean, Chris, walk me through what what 
what is the thought process here? Um, he has all day to, to head this ball anywhere, uh, and he heads it right into Davy's shoulder. What? 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 <laughs> what? Who knows? Who knows what he's thinking? I don't know what he's thinking, and I think we all kind of as soon as as soon as this happened, we all just. I imagine all of us just look straight up in the air and just like, what just happened? Why? Why would you do this? And um, let, me, let, me put, let me say something real quick. I mean, th- these types of mistakes, it, they always happen at Stanford Bridge, right? It's like, it's not going to happen at Turf Moor, right? It's not going to happen. Um, it happens against a big club at away from home. So is it the pressure that gets under I mean, I don't understand how these types of mistakes always happen at a place like Stanford Bridge. And Tanganga is a, a player who under in some big matches has shown up and been good. Um, so to see him just kind of, I don't know, I almost want to call it just a collapse in this game. He just had an absolute awful game. Um, I, it's, it sucks to see it happen to him because he's one of our own. He's 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 a player that came through the academy, so you obviously want to see him succeed. He's a player that we that's been very very highly regarded for his particular skill set and being young and still coming along. But this was a situation where he just I don't know if you want to say the pressure got to him and he just was not thinking clearly because I mean a, a more experienced defender even uh, even if you want to say Sanchez. Um, collects that and clears it out or just makes a a better decision in that situation rather than head it back into the crowd because it, even if he doesn't hit Davies he's hitting somebody he's heading that ball back into our 18 yard box like he's heading it back into the crowd so he's hitting someone and it's probably going to ping back towards the goal and there was no good outcome there so i'm not sure what he was thinking i don't know if it was just the shock of how open he was, because that happens as well. Uh, you see players get uh, get the ball in a situation where they just have so much space and so much time to think that they overthink a situation and make a poor decision. Maybe that's what happened. Um, but there's honestly, there's just no excuse. It turned into an own goal. It pretty much killed off. Uh, I honest, honestly want to say, I know that only happened in the 30th minute, but that pretty much killed the game at that point it was pretty much a done deal that they were just looking for a third goal and we were just looking to hang on and and try and see it out for as long as we could um yeah. I, I just i can't explain what he was thinking there no clue yeah. no idea uh, and i want to transition to to have to half time and the adjustments that conte made austin uh <clears throat> correct me if i'm wrong i do believe this is where he brings darty off and brings in domble on right I'm pretty sure you brought Nobley on to start the second half against Chelsea. I believe so. Uh, he did. He brought Nobley on. Yeah. But I don't – was it for Doherty? Yes. Doherty comes off. Yeah, uh, so Dombley we put Davies at, at left yeah. back. So Davies converts to so, left back. And so we go to a 4-3-3. Okay. Uh, and then even in the second half, I mean, we do have a little bit more control of the game, but I don't think – we're not really, like, pressing to get a goal. You know, and, and – Watching that second half was just like, I mean, just knowing that, kind of just hoping that we can get out of Sanford Bridge down to and have something happen uh, at Tottenham Hotspur, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium on Wednesday. 
because not once did I really feel that the likely outcome would be us scoring a, a, our first goal. It was more that Chelsea could be scoring their third or fourth goal. So we're all in the same boat there, like more like just kind of hoping for the final whistle to to have that glimmer of hope heading into the uh, the second leg. Or did, did you guys think that there's still an opportunity for us to snatch a goal and want to like, let's say let, let me ask you this question then, Austin, Chris, 10 more minutes are added on to that leg, uh, the first leg. Um, do you think we, we have a chance to score a goal or is it Chelsea scored the third more likely Chelsea scores the third. We might have gotten one sniff of a of a chance, but it's more likely that it would have been three nil to me. Um, I don't know if either was likely to be honest. I mean, Chelsea got a couple of opportunities. Um, Tanganga actually let Werner in for another really good opportunity that Werner really messed up. Um, but every other one of their shots was was not really that dangerous. Lukaku had a couple of shots that were pretty timid. Um, Brian Hill actually gave us a really good opportunity to score. He tore, he, he tore Christian Pulisic inside out on the, on the, on the wing and then um, got all the way to the byline and played a really good ball into a dangerous area and just didn't quite deflect for us. I'm not going to say that I think we score, but... I don't think Chelsea were very good in that second half. They took their their foot completely off the gas. And so I wouldn't have been surprised to see a score. They they really played very passive in that second half, and we had much more ability to get on the ball. But I think that it was just pretty much a stalemate in the second half. Yeah. I mean, let's not confuse that they're – they, it's not that they didn't have chances to score. They're just Their shots were out of Hugo, or they were off target. They had a lot more um, opportunities. I forgot all about the hill. A hill uh, attack on that wing was was perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then it was pretty much the only chance I can really remember. Clear cut chance that, that we kind of created in that second or the entire game. But anyways, the, the leg ends 2-0. Uh, we have the second leg tomorrow at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Sun's going to be missing from this. I think Dyer's still out. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, we have a lot to talk about as far as squad depth coming up here when we review the FA Cup um, that we just played against Morecambe on, on Sunday. So we'll talk about that in a second before we preview Chelsea. But um, just a really discouraging game based off of the expectations and the predictions that we had a week ago. Right, Austin? Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. I don't even know if I have much to... <laughs> to add to that, I mean, it's just the League Cup, so I mean, it's a semifinal, yes, and you know, we did make the final last year. I'm much more invested into an FA Cup run, if at all possible. Um, so, uh, you know, if if we go out of the League Cup but we beat Chelsea in the league, I I, I would take that exchange. So I'm okay. trying not to get too crestfallen about a league cup semifinal well well don't for, don't forget the question you asked chris and myself last week was uh when one when to draw one lose one we said we lose the chelsea fixture yeah we'd win uh, from, a, from a greater score in the second leg and then draw the uh premier league fixture against chelsea that beat right there yeah we're yeah. still Picture's still there, so uh, we'll see if we can hold on to it. But let's uh, let's just skip forward to the FA Cup. Can I add round. one thing before we move on? 
to this game. Just one last thing, and it's very quick. I knew something was wrong with this match when Austin pointed out to me when we saw the lineups that we had two goalkeepers on the bench. I knew <laughs> when I looked at the bench and I saw Galini and Brandon Austin, I was like, uh, okay, this isn't this isn't good. Is and then of course that? Austin's next text to me was Doherty in the lineup in the starting lineup. And yeah, we were done. So okay, that's all. I so need. so so, but but on that, and this dovetails into the FA Cup conversation as well. I mean, I think you know I, I have to give Conte some credit for changing the formation for the second half. But you know, when we talk about the FA Cup, I I just wanted to kind of keep this in the back of our minds. Instead of playing a back four, um, and having Davies play in the fullback position. He shoehorned Doherty in as a left wing back to keep that formation over playing play and and Sanchez would have been in a in a back two pairing instead of in the center of a back three. So instead of playing players in a natural position, but in a formation he doesn't prefer, he shoehorned players into a formation he does prefer, but putting players out of position. Um you know, I think that's just something to keep in the back of our minds about his kind of stubbornness when it comes to tactics and formations. Yeah, I, I do think a lot of that. I think a lot of that might stem from this is this is this may be Conte's way, and we don't know. We we haven't had a lot of Conte uh, as a Tottenham manager to really see why he does things, or or to maybe it's just even try to understand why he does things, but this could be him to the board saying, Hey, it's January. Um, this is the style I play. This is the way I win. These are the players you have given me, uh, to do it with. And I'm not going to change my system. Maybe. I mean, we don't know, right? We don't know what the conversations he's had with, with Daniel Levy before he took the job, but I'm not going to change my system to, uh, to, to even, you know, even for a game, I'm, I'm going to put the players that you've given me to show you that I we need to buy this window because this is not – I can't win with these players and I'm not willing to change my system because what I do uh, works. And we've seen what he does. It, it works. It works at uh, Inter. It works at Chelsea. It works at Uve. I mean, it, it does work. The problem with that is, is it's a January transfer window. <laughs> it's not like going to, uh, you know, uh, your local – I was going to say J.C. Penny so that might show my age, uh, your, your local <laughs> gro- Whole Foods and just picking things off the shelves. Uh, uh, yeah, so and look- he's throwing away a cup competition in the in the meantime to prove a point, right? For sure. But we and you made a point, Austin, in our group chat. He's not a cup. He's not a cup manager. No. Nope. Uh, he's league manager. He likes the duration, the the long. He likes the long game. So, anyways, jumping into this FA Cup, uh, this is the most recent picture on our minds here. Uh, I was out of town in Colorado with a fiance and family skiing and uh, set my alarm because I was you know, mountain time. So it's a 7 a.m. kickoff and woke up. Uh, and by the time I actually woke up and turned it on, we were down a goal. So I'm going to just kind of hand this over to you guys, talking about the first half, because both of you guys uh, have expressed just some really uh, disgust along with all of uh, Spurs Reddit. Uh, the way most of the team performed the first half. So, um, Chris, I'm going to give it to you uh, first. Tell me about the first half. What was the most uh, frustrating part about the first 45 minutes of that game? 
uh, wow, the most frustrating. There was the whole thing. The whole thing (laughs) was bad. There was no, I I could not find good in and amongst any of it. Um, The only things that I could pull, if you take the starting lineup that we, that we ran with right, right from the beginning, the only things I could start with that showed any positive were Sessegnon and Hill. And and those those are the only players out of the starting lineup in the first half that I could say, okay, they're giving me something to work with. Sessegnon looked to work really, really hard going up and down the right. Uh, Hill is trying to show that he belongs with the team um, and, and trying to state a case for himself that maybe he deserves more minutes and, and, and more opportunities. But everybody else looked either bang average or well below. Um, Tangango, again, with just a, a horrible first half. Doherty was Doherty. That's all I can say for him. I would be more than happy to never see that man put on a Spurs shirt ever again. Um, I think he's only being used now just because we don't have anywhere else to go sometimes for the wing back positions to rest Emerson and Regulon. Um, I, I, I just can't find a most disappointing part. I can find a plethora of reasons why it was bad. I guess, okay, no. If I'm going to find one bad part, and I don't want to harp on this because I know we'll get into it later, there was a moment when uh, Tanganga receives the ball right outside of our 18 um, as we're bringing the ball out. Ball comes to Tanganga. He's got his, uh, uh, he is facing our goal, facing Delini. Um Someone comes up behind him, and I do not know any of the Morecambe players' names. I I cannot for the life of me remember. But they tap the ball away from him, and he just gives absolutely no effort to go back and retrieve it or fight for the ball. He just kind of turns around and then stands there. And they get a what, what seems to be their first real attack on goal. And at that moment, I just knew, okay, we're, no one in this lineup is up for this match. And... This could be a long and very embarrassing afternoon. So, yeah. Yeah, that was probably my moment right there. Austin, anything you want to add about the first half? Um, just a general lack of, of anybody on the on the team uh, taking the game by the scruff of the neck, as the, as the English like to say. Um, you know, we had players out there in – Lo Celso, Dali Ali, Winks, and Dombele, um, all more than capable of dominating against a team that far, you know, 59 spots or whatever below Spurs in the English pyramid. And none of them looked up for the challenge of taking that game over and inserting their will on the game, right? Uh, Sessignon, I think, was actually I, – I liked Hill's energy, but Sessignon actually was the one player that looked like he could possibly, you know, um, uh, impose his will on the game. He was making a lot of great runs on the left side in that first half um, and trying to carry the ball through the defense. But – it just it was astounding to me, and this is a recurring theme every time we play a B squad, so so to speak, a B team, quote unquote. Just all the players seem to play down to the opposition and play as if they're also a League One side, instead of coming out with the confidence and the talent and the belief that 
you know, yes, this might be a second team for for Tottenham, but uh, they're still, you know, top quality, top class players. Um, it's just frustrating. I mean, we saw it all year long in the Conference League. We saw it uh, with Mourinho in Europa League. Um, we even saw it staying all the way back to Pochettino, right? Um, I remember playing against Dortmund in Europa League where he fielded a B team and we got wiped off the face of the earth. Um, so it's just it's just frustrating to see players in general. I mean, I think six out of our 11 players that I pitched, for me, are, are quality enough to to waltz through a team like Morecambe and none of them seemed up for it. I mean, let, let's be very clear. All 11 players that played that game against Morgan would start for Morgan. Well, without a doubt. Without a doubt. And all 11 players would start for any championship team. For most championship teams. I would say almost any championship team. So, yeah. They I'm, starting to, I'm starting to wonder about Rodin. <laughs> <laughs> but. I think Swansea's like, yeah, hey, we pulled one over their eyes. Uh, but, yeah. It was it was frustrating to watch the the the, ty- the the part that I did get to see the entire squad together. And I think Austin's at a halftime. They they he had, uh, Conte inverted the wingbacks, so uh, not sure how much that did. I mean, kind of taking away Sessegnon's pace. He kept cutting in instead of out. Uh, but it really just kind of was a bluff game, and until some substitutions are made, and then. There's going to be a lot of hype, and there has been a lot of hype and just uh, conversation around the subs and the impact that the three subs that uh, were made because they're the, the you know, Luke. I mean, even after the game, Conte says how important Kane and Lucas are, and how he even says Lucas is one of the best, like one of the best players in the squad, and, uh, which is crazy because a year ago Spurs fans were like, we need to get Lucas out of here. Uh, but just, uh, just really crazy how what a difference three players can make or maybe what a difference like having a striker on the field can make is we're, we were playing with a false nine and um, you know, that's the importance of having a backup striker on your roster. That's not a 17 year old in Dane Scarlet um, and not depending on a son or a bird line or a deli uh, to play striker, but subs are made goals are scored. Do we really need to talk about the goals that are scored or, or anything? It's Morecambe in the third round of the FA Cup. Well, so, I would say yeah. I would say that the the first goal Wink says that he always aims for the top corner knowing that he'll miss it and that will put the ball in a good place and he just happened to hit the target that time so he says he he he, uh, he meant it but um, you know you touched on something there Colin real quick I mentioned against Chelsea he played Conte chose two players out of position in the back in the back line right in the back five. In the Morka match, he chose to play Brian Hill as some sort of forward striker role, uh, Delhi as a false nine, Lo Celso as an attacker winger, which I personally don't think that's his his best position, it's and not. it showed. <laughs> Our we had no no cohesion or chemistry uh, with the forwards. They couldn't hold the ball up at all, and we were getting pressed in that first half. And honestly, then inverting the wing backs for the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half. Everything was congested. We we had the ball, but we couldn't do anything with it. So again, I think it's fair to criticize the players and say that they should be making a better showing of themselves. But I think it's also fair to criticize Conte here and say his stubbornness to stick with that formation and play players out of position instead of 
instead of changing the formation uh, for the match. Um, and then inverting the wingbacks after halftime was the strangest decision. I think he was more or less seeing Ken Sessignon scores a goal off the right wing more than he was worrying about anything else. Um, and Sessignon almost did score on that. Uh, Delhi got knocked down in the box and Sessignon picked up the pieces and missed by about an inch. Um, but I mean, I think it's fair to criticize the fact that yes, Conte can only coach the pieces he has, but he's making some questionable choices um, this past week. And I think that it's fair to keep an eye on that and say he has to shoulder some blame as well. Um, and I haven't really seen him do that yet. Uh, I haven't really seen him say in the press conferences, yeah, I made a few decisions. Uh, there were you know, some risks, some decisions they didn't pay off. So, you know, just something to keep an eye on. I I, I, prefer, I like it when my manager comes out and says, hey, I, you know, I, I messed up. I didn't put players in the right positions. Um, you know, we got our tactics wrong. And I've yet to see Conte take any blame for anything yet. So just some just something to, you know, highlight. Rabbit ear, dog ear, that page in the book. Repent it. We'll come back to it. <laughs> I, I think it's worth keeping an eye out for. I think the one you made a comment today in our, in our group meeting, and I didn't get back to it yet. But the one thing to also remember is that when Mourinho was doing this, he was doing this after he had a transfer window, and so he was doing it with players that he bought and brought in. Um, he was like basically digging and, and you know playing naming players that were brought in on his transfer windows. And so uh, I do think a lot of this, a little bit of this is stubbornness, but a lot of it is saying as Conte is just like doing, doing what works with the players that work. And let's be real. We've seen these players in all different types of formations that they don't work in any other formations. We've watched the Doherty in a, in a, as a right back. We've watched, uh, you know, we've watched Delhi or, you know, we've watched Lo Celso play in, in a role that, is in an attacking role, and it doesn't always look great. I mean, Los also has been very underwhelming as a Spurs player. Uh, I think it's more of a collective unit. Delhi hasn't looked good as a false nine under any manager. Um, so I think Delhi has played in seven different positions for, for Tottenham Hotspur in the past six years or five years. Um, I do think just to, 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 to notice that and be aware of it. I'm not as worried about it as I would be if this was – uh, a year from now, and Conde brought in seven players over the summer, and now he's just like, it's like, wait a second, we brought all these players into fit your system, and now you're sure. like, so that's just something I, I would be. I, it just it rubs me the wrong way when it's in a cup match that can lead to us getting knocked out of a cup competition because he's, you know, making a point or being stubborn, and so for me, I think it's it's part about swallowing your pride and saying, okay, I'm going to try to. Fit player put players in best positions for this one match because that's the way that that's what the situation is demanding instead of imposing my own you know tactics onto the squad and saying listen if it works it works if it doesn't it doesn't but I'm not changing who I am um, you know it's a cup competition you only get one shot right um, so I you know I just just for me that's something to keep an eye on as we move through this season and past the summer window to see if he if he ever has that flexibility and we one thing we know about about Conte is he demands transfers um and when he's been given them it works out but he left Chelsea because the Chelsea board said we we're not going to invest in the squad anymore with you and he was getting upset with them right 
Um, so just something that I that I've that I've noticed uh, even this early on with Conte, and I I, I do think you've got to give him a window and a, a proper window, like a summer window. Um, but uh, it it does rub me the wrong way in a cup competition to 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 not try to go out and try something different in order to win the game. Um, you know, working out against Morecambe, but we play that same exact squad against Brighton, and we're going to get beat by three goals. Well, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on 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 this. I want to move on, but uh, it, if you really wanted to prove a point, you wouldn't have brought in Lucas, uh, Skip, and uh, Kane, and uh, you know, with thirty minutes. He could, have, he could have started them and then taken them off in the second half when we had already wiped Markham off the face of the earth. That's to me. That's that's what if Again. he. If he wanted to, to, uh, but that wouldn't have proved a point about the squad depth, right? Because we would have, we would have won easily. When we've played okay. League One opposition in in the FA Cup before, that's usually what what we did is we played our starters, destroy them in the first half, and then you take players off. We already given five subs, so he could have subbed off all five players that he wanted to protect. Uh, he tried to get by with a B team, shoot Horn into a, in a formation that where players were playing out of position. That's what he, he took the risk with that instead of either playing starters or changing the formation. So, I mean, that is the decision he made. Um, and it almost bit us in the ass. It didn't, but it almost did. And so I'm just, I'm just pointing that out because, you know, I don't want us to get to a, you know, a lot the last 16 of the FA cup and we're drawn up against, you know, a championship side and he puts out that same, B team and we get beat by two goals and we're sitting here surprised, you know? Yeah. Well, we got to move on. The one thing to think about there's, there's tomorrow will be telling two, uh, Tuchel played uh, a very strong Chelsea lineup in the FA cup. Uh, Tottenham did not. We'll see if resting some legs uh, from an already kind of depleted injured squad uh, will pay off for Conte tomorrow against Chelsea. I think that was his thought. My opinion is that's his thought process of like, I want to still try to advance to make it to the finals. And I don't want Kane running 60 minutes. I want Kane running 30 minutes. Same with Lucas because Sun's not available. So you're already mm-hmm. in Bergvine, not going to be a Spurs player. And so your depth. Well, <laughs> Bergvine's out for tomorrow, anyways. We we're still out. We're still without Bergvine, Dyer, Romero, and Sun. Yes. Those four players yeah. are all going to be out tomorrow and for North London Derby. Yeah, so your attacking depth is minimal. So resting your star attackers, knowing that you have two London Derbies coming up. Uh, in a four-day span makes sense to me because like me and Chris said and you agree as well Austin those 11 players should walk through Morecambe absolutely every day so that I I, I can't really blame Conte for starting those 11 players it's not like he was playing Harvey White it's not like he was playing uh, Markenday or or a cat or under 23 players he was still playing players who have we have spent millions and millions of dollars to bring in and some of our top wagers, uh, top wages on this team, including Delhi and Dombele, Lo Celso. I mean, they're all top 10 wages uh, and they should be able to get a job done. So I, I agree. Let's just see how this week plays out with our small squad and two Darby's coming up. Uh, I do want to ask you guys both a question here before we go into a preview of Chelsea and Arsenal, because we got to knock both these previews out. Uh, the, fr- the question I want to ask you guys, I'm going to give you some names. And I want you to rank them in uh, in order. One being the one uh, the player that you want to see gone um, most this transfer window, and then the lowest number being uh, the one you uh, wouldn't mind if they stick around, or the least likely, the least 
the one you at least want to see leave the, this uh, this team, this transfer window. You guys ready? Uh, <laughs> I, I think so. Let me, let me go first because I think I've got mine. All right. Well, I'm going to give you the names. You don't get to pick. Oh. Yeah. I'm going <laughs> to give you both names, and uh, you're going to get to pick one through four. You ready? Okay. All right. Uh, Los Celso, Doherty, and Dombele, Delhi. Chris, Chris you, you go, go first. first. Uh, ooh. Doherty is probably number one to be gone. Um, Los Celso, or actually, Delhi's probably my one that would probably stick around and I'm okay. Uh, no, Los Celso's. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, Darty's one. Who's two, Chris? Two to get out? Yeah, to get out. Probably the way I feel right now, probably in Domble. Three? LaCelso. Four. Delhi. Austin? Um, I probably would actually keep that about the same. I, I, I might flip Delhi and LaCelso. As much as, and you know in our group chat, I, I'm over LaCelso. I don't know what position he plays that, that fits him. Um, but I, it's a toss-up between him and Delhi for me. I think I think Delhi needs a change. I just don't think it's going to happen for him at Spurs anymore. He needs, he, I, uh, okay, let, let me just say this. Doherty's the easy number one. Uh, as much as I love Ndombele and have been an avid defender of his, and, you know, I think um, it's just best for all parties if, if a solution is found there. Uh, Deli and Lacelso to me are a toss-up because Deli is a player that we know he does one thing well, but he can't. He doesn't really do anything else that well. He's a shadow striker, right? If he can play off of Kane with a player like Erickson uh, moving around and, and Sun um, – pulling defenders or he can find spaces and just get open for a, a cross. He's amazing, but he can't hold the ball up. He's not a great tackler. He's not great in the build-up play, build-up phase of the game. So it's like, does Conte need a shadow striker? So I don't know. I I, I think that's the only reason I put Lo lowest is I don't know if Conte has decided yet or not. If Lo fits as an eight or as a winger, I don't. I'm done seeing Lacelso as a winger. I, I think he's he, he, it's Lamella 2.0 all over again. Like it's Lamella all over again. It's just almost identical player. Where very frustrating to watch. Um, I'm still hoping Lacelso can play in more of a number eight role for us. Um, but it's a toss up between Delhi and Lacelso for me, as far as three and four. Okay, toss up for you. Um, can't really blame you there. Um, hold on one second. Uh, I'm about to edit this. Give me one second. I'm home now, so I'm trying to switch this over to my <coughs> my good mic. There he is. All right. Yeah, I. Can you hear me? Yep. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't really blame uh, you for that. I think all those are pretty accurate. Um, I, I, I kind of in the same way. Definitely Doherty. I, I have no idea. There's reports that he doesn't want to go back to Wolves. It's like, like, why? Like, you're not like, 
I have no idea what he thinks he has here at Spurs. Um, and Dombley, he's so talented, so I think it's just so frustrating. But I just don't think that any manager coming in is going to be able to get anything out of him. I don't think the Premier League's for him. I just don't think it's the league for him. So I think that, yeah, that's the same as me. The question now, same question, or same four players, different question, quickly, Austin. Um, what's most likely to happen with those four players? One through four. Um, it, well, most most first, likely to I, leave, least likely to leave. I noticed that you kept Bergwijn off that list, which is interesting, because I actually think he's the most likely well, to leave. Out yeah, of all I think that's because he's going. Yeah, uh, and, and it's not because Conte doesn't want him. It's more of the club have slated him as that's the easy way to raise funds to get Triore, but we can talk about that later. Just love that um, Chris Carey is large eight-month-old baby into the room. <laughs> Thank you. He's got that, I just woke up, don't mess with me look on his face. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, go ahead. I think Doherty's most likely to go. Um, uh, it's just, it's going to be interesting. I, Lacelso's not going anywhere in the January transfer window. I I would think Delhi would have to be alone to another Premier League club, maybe. But I think um, they're all unlikely to go. No, none none of the teams that that Ndombele wants to play for is going to be coming in for him in the January window. I don't know if anybody in outside of like some team in like I don't know Turkey or something with I don't know who's going to come in for Matt Doherty. Um, maybe some Irish club wants them. Um, and then Lacelso's not going anywhere. So, you know, I, I would like to say Doherty's the most likely to go. Um, but honestly, it's going to be tough for any of those four to find a move in January. Yeah. Chris, my question was, uh, which of the four is most likely to leave in January? Ooh. Um, the only one that I could see having a solid market where teams might be interested is Delhi. And I think that would have to end up, like Austin said, being a loan move where somebody takes him till the end of the season to see if they can get something out of him. Um, nobody's paying Ndombele's wages. And I don't think the club's really looking to move La Celso yet. Uh, not until the end of the season. I think he's gotten probably till the end of the season. Doherty, nobody wants. Um, I don't want him here. I thought and Wolves I, want him. Don't Wolves want him? Wolves, no, Wolves don't want him back. <laughs> I, they might, uh, to be honest. That's, I mean, I think there's talk that they were moving on somebody else and might need another wing back. So uh, he was a familiar face and he's cheap. Um, I just, unless some championship team comes in that desperately needs a, a wing back, I just, I don't see anybody wanting him and I, I don't, I can understand why they wouldn't. Yeah. So he's well, we're probably stuck with that. All right. Well, it is what it is. What it is. Um, thanks you for thanks for playing the game, boys. Appreciate it. Uh, with that being said, let's get into this preview. You, neither one of you look excited, Austin. You look really, really, um, actually just disturbed that you have to preview uh, Chelsea tomorrow. But it's a semifinal, and we are still in this because it's only a two goal deficit. And we have beaten Chelsea at home by two goals. And, uh, yeah, that's my optimism for you. Austin, how do we line up tomorrow against Chelsea? Um, I Well, I'm, I'm thinking Regulon gets to start. 
because he's not on the injury list and he's been rested the past two games. So my hope is, you know, Dyer's out uh, still. So the problem is that the the back three are rights itself, right? It's going to be Sanchez, Tanganga, and 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 Davies. Um, so we'll have hopefully we'll have Regulon back on the left. Um, but maybe he starts the same back five uh, that played against uh, Morkum with uh, Emerson and, and Cessnion. Or sorry, not instead of instead of Doherty, he plays uh, Emerson and Cessnion. And then um, I don't know. Uh, I, I think we only have three center backs to play, and he's obviously going to play that formation. Um, I'm just hoping Emerson and Regulon start, and then uh, you know. Winks, you've got to make a case for Winks deserving his spot. Um, you might go with Winks and Skip. Might see an all youth academy midfield um, against Chelsea, and then it's going to be Sun Can Lucas up top. There's, I mean, they, like you said, he rested. Or sorry, not Sun. It's going to be Lucas and Kane up top with um, that third position. I, I, I'm not sure. You got to think maybe Brian Hill. Um, could be Delhi, but Lucas and Kane will definitely start. Well, Celso? Um, I don't want to see that, but uh, Conte <laughs> might. Um, I think I think Celso is wasted as a forward because he has no one to pass the ball, push and run off of. Um, and I hate watching him press. It's like a headless chicken you know is just going to run straight into a wall. Um. <laughs> But, <laughs> That's funny. Sorry. But um, it could be Lasalso. I mean, I honestly would love to see Brian Hill get the get the start, but um, I could definitely see Conte giving giving Lasalso the nod and giving him yeah. that opportunity, that platform. Surely Hoiberg and Skip get the, Hoiberg and Skip get the start because Hoiberg didn't play at all against uh, on Sunday's match and Skip came on late. Um, I mean, I understand, I understand what you're saying. I'm just saying from a base off of the way Conte has played. Uh, his hand here in uh, resting players. That well, it's just it's tough to know because we play Arsenal on Sunday, yeah. and then then Leicester, and then um, so I mean we we have matches coming thick and fast here. So it's tough to know if he thinks he can play a, an eleven three matches in in succession here. That's that's the question mark for me is I don't know if he thinks he can get that many minutes out of the out of this team. Um, with all of the the lack of depth we have. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Chris, anything you want to add on the way you think we line up tomorrow against Chelsea? Um, Tenganga, I think, is the one who makes way. I, I could honestly see him starting a back line where he puts Rodon in the middle. Uh, because the big thing was Rodon hadn't carried the knock against Chelsea the first time. Otherwise, there's rumors that he might have played. And that's what shifted Sanchez to the center. Um, but if you knock Tanganga out of that back three, um, you can put Sanchez over at the right center back. You can put Rodon in the middle. You can put Davies at left center back. I mean, I get it. The Austin's right. The fixture congestion is what makes it so difficult because if you play that three then, I mean, are you playing that same back three against Arsenal and then, you know, against Leicester? Because that's a lot of matches. And then Chelsea three days after that. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of matches back to back to back. But I don't know that he has much of a choice. 
Uh, and I, I would imagine somewhere in there, Tanganga gets another run out, gets another opportunity. But that would be the big thing for me. Um, in the midfield, I, I'm with Austin. I, I actually, uh, I'm, I can't remember who said it now, but I think Winks has at least put his name in the hat to start this match. But I could obviously see him going with Hoybier and Skip as a midfield. Maybe we do see the the five at the back with the three man midfield of Winks or uh, Skip Hoybier and maybe Lacelso a little further forward. I am with Austin. The idea of seeing Lacelso as a wing just hurts my heart. Um, <laughs> he does not belong out on the wing. He is a midfielder. He, I could see him playing as more to, a more forward attacking role, or maybe if you're going to play midfield three, you play him off to the left. I think is where he plays for Argentina, where he comes off to the left and and then comes more central when they're in the attack. Maybe you do something like that, and then obviously up top, Kane and Lucas are going to start. Um, I'd love to see Hill start as well. I just I don't know that he's going to throw him out there if he's going to rotate him in or leave him as just. At least with Hill and LaCelso, there's some rotation there where maybe you get somebody you can bring in off the bench that can do something. I, I like what Hill's bringing to the table at the point at this moment. So if I if I could ask you, Colin, um, Hill, Delhi, LaCelso, those are our options for that third attacking spot at the moment, right? Bergwijn's still out, uh, and Sun's out. We're playing Chelsea, Arsenal, Le- Leicester, Chelsea, right? Four matches in the span of like 12 days. Um, which one of those matches would you want Delhi to start, and which one of those matches? Let's say this also gets two starts out of those four, just based off name, right? That he's, you know, let's just say that he does. Which match do you want Delhi to start in, and which match do you want Brian Hill to start in? Uh, 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 that's assuming Sun and, or it's assuming Lucas and Kane play all four matches, right? That's assuming that he doesn't. I mean, Kane's gonna have to. Yeah, I would want Delhi to start uh, tomorrow, and I will want Hill to start against Arsenal. Interesting. I don't want Los Celso starting against Chelsea. I mean, Chelsea or Arsenal. I still, really com- I still don't have any confidence in him. Well, that means know. that he's starting against Chelsea in the league. I know. I, I just I, I, I like want Delhi to play against Chelsea. He he tends to pop up with a goal against Chelsea. Um, that's a, he he's he's scored a lot of goals against Chelsea. I, I I definitely think that we're gonna need him. I would assume Brian Hill would play the Leicester match. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't I don't have a lot of confidence in Lacelso in an attacking role against Chelsea. Against that organized of a defense. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they have Thiago Silva back and Conte back. Conte's not at. Uh, yeah, they have Conte and uh, Thiago Silva back, so that's yeah. fun. I mean, it's it's gonna be rough, for sure. It's gonna be rough tomorrow, but oh God, I'm not looking forward to this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes uh, two of us, um, or three of us probably. All right, let's just do it. Uh, there's no there's no nice but it is predictions for tomorrow boys who's going first i'll go first uh two one loss dang it you took mine that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say a two one loss i i think we come out guns blazing get a goal and then just get waffles dumped i think it'll be a one one draw i think i think it'll be a pretty nondescript 
draw where we're not really ever looking dangerous to win by two goals where, you know, it could go either way. I think it'll end up in a draw and the second half will be a lot like the second half we just witnessed uh, against Chelsea in the first leg where they just kind of professionally play it out and um, we're not really, really threatening them, but I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to destroy us at home. Um, I think, I think we're going to struggle for goals though. Okay. Um, well, I think most people will want to be okay with a, a one-one drive in if it knocks us out. So, eh, we'll see. Uh, okay, that knocks us out. We gotta we gotta head into Arsenal here. Arsenal get knocked out of the FA Cup. Uh, Arsenal get turned down by uh, Vlahovic. Is that my saying the name right, Austin? That's as that's as good as I could say it. Dusan Vlachovic. Vlachovic. Uh, I only know that because I play so much FIFA and I bought him on FIFA. That's all. I, that's where. <laughs> you got that phlegm saying that that the. You gotta that, get, it's part of the name. It's part of the. Yeah. To say it. Uh yeah. Anyways, uh Vlahovic. So they're having a rough week. Um and we are heading uh into the game with two games in hand against Arsenal. A win against Arsenal at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium puts us a one point ahead of them with two games in hand. Um big, big <clears throat> fixture. We talked about this last week. This is the biggest fixture for us in January for a top four spot. Um with that being said, we're facing some more injuries than we thought we were when we had that discussion. So, Chris, how you feeling? Uh, a North London derby, lost 3-1. Was it 3-1 or 3-0? 3-0, 3-1. 3-1. We scored one goal towards the end of that last one. And yeah. Yeah, that was the... We actually played pretty well in the second half. That was, yeah. No, that was one of Nudo's final games, wasn't it? I think it was. And then uh, he made some changes in the second half and just kind of said, yeah, I, I completely screwed up the first half. I fixed it in the second. But this time, whole different bag. Um, yeah, I as soon as they announced the sun injury, this is the first match I thought of. I know we have the we had more. We had other things to, to go ahead of this game. But this was the first thing I thought of when they said the sun was injured and he wouldn't be back until February was crap we have a north london derby um so i'm not i'm not as looking forward to this as i was um do i still think we have the tools to get a result yes i am much less confident in a win and much more thinking in the in terms that this might end up being a draw because they're playing pretty bad and we're hurt uh, we, we have harry kane I mean, we can always win, right? He does love to score a goal against the red scum. <laughs> against the red scum. Uh, so, all right. Um, Austin, can you give me any more optimism than that? Or uh, is that... <laughs> um, you know, honestly, our defense is... Tanganga had a nightmare against Chelsea um, in, that, in the League Cup, but... Tottenham has fixed our defense. I mean, even with the players available to him. And... Romero is supposedly very, very close to returning, and there's some speculation that his first game back might be the North London Derby. Um, he's already started training lightly with the, with the squad, and Conte said today that he's incredibly close to returning. It might be too optimistic to think he comes back for the for the Derby, <laughs> that it might be coming back more for the Leicester match or Chelsea, 
the week after. Uh, but there's some optimism there because Romero can play that center of the back three. Uh, he played it all last year with Atlanta. So, you know, him coming back uh, would be a huge lift. Um, we, with, with players like Winks and Skip and Kane and players like that that came to the academy, they tend to have good showings against Arsenal. Uh, we tend to play Arsenal really well at home. Um, if you go back and look, they have not done incredibly well against us at our home patch um, the past eight years. Or so I mean, they, they have a, I think they have one or two wins, but uh, or I'm not actually sure. I have to look, but uh, it seems to me that they struggle to win um, at White Hart Lane. So. <sighs> To me, I could definitely see it being a low-scoring, a 1-1, 2-1 type game. But with Kane, you always have a chance. The, the problem is, the biggest problem is, Sun being out hurts us so much more now than it used to. Because in prime Pochettino years, we had Deli, Erickson, Sun, Kane, all who could score goals. So all were double-digit uh, goal scorers in the league, right? Yeah. Now we just have Sun and Kane. That's it. And then Lucas, when he decides to have his his one or two bangers a year where he's going to have a brace and look unbe- un- unbeatable right? or un- untouchable. Uh, but we don't have any goal scorers on this team. And so it's all going to come down to Kane. Um, so hopefully Kane finds a purple patch here. Purple patch Kane, boys. Um, all right. I I think if you have Kane in a North London derby, you have a chance. Um I would love to see Romero come back for this game. I would love. I think that would be great. Uh, he he seems like the guy who loves a little bit of shithousery, and a North London derby will be that. And I think that the fans will be incredibly up for this fixture. That's why um, I also think the Celso will probably start against Arsenal uh, yeah. for the Argentinian shithousery effect. Yeah. So um, this game is huge, boys, and I. Um, I can't go. I mean, we might we might not get a chance to play Arsenal again if we don't make it to the uh, to the League Cup finals and they miraculously make it past Liverpool. This might be the only chance that we get to play them again this year. And we've already lost in embarrassing fashion the first um, fixture. So it's going to be a fun watching experience for me because we're expecting snow all day Sunday, starting early in the morning. It's going to snow all day, so I have nothing to do. I'm just going to be stuck inside all day. So it's either going to be a wonderful start to a snow day or I'm going to be stuck inside like a crazy person walking around my house, like mumbling to myself and driving my wife crazy. So it's all on the line, boys. Poor wife. Your poor wife. It is all on the line for Sunday. Oh, your poor wife. Um, Well, Austin, for your wife's sake, I'm going to let you predict first. Will she be happy or will she be miserable? Um, I mean, I don't know if she'll be if she if she'll be happy. Um, but <laughs> as far as I don't know if the results of a soccer game will ever make her happy, but hopefully she won't be miserable. I think we actually win this. I think, I think Conte finds a way for us to win a close one. I think it's, it's two, one, uh, King gets a brace. Oh, Chris is smiling. I don't know if that's Q smacking him in the face or if that's just the joy of you predicting a victory. Chris, what you got here? Oh, Austin took my scoreline. I was going to go two, one. But you can have the same close one all the way through, just a drab, just shithousery game the entire way, just snippy. And then King gets one at the very end. 
and Conte goes screaming down the touchline and like just full knee slides into the uh, into the stand. It's gonna be great. Dude, Q is staring into your soul right now. Like, <laughs> dude, he's wondering why he's not in the bed and he's yeah, <laughs> just awake. Oh, let's wrap it up here. Smacking you in the face. That's what babies do. <laughs> let's wrap up here guys i'm gonna go three nil victory against uh arsenal Sunday in the north london Ooh. derby uh i see this game getting ugly fast for arsenal um i don't know why i feel like we're gonna play pretty decent against chelsea uh not the result we want but enough to give us some confidence heading into the fixture on hey, Sunday. you know what you know what i'm actually going to change my my prediction because we we completely reversed the three nil loss to palace and beat them three nil and i predicted that by the way Correctly, yeah. that was just me and you, Chris. So I think we we, we beat Arsenal three one. We lost three one. We're gonna beat them three one. I think they get one, and they probably get one when it's like we score the first first goal. They get one back, but then we score two. I Kane Kane hat trick. There you go. I'm I'm I'm. You're, you're giving me more. You're giving me more. You're giving me more hope here, Colin. Uh, <laughs> Kane loves the North London derby. He loves Conte. This is gonna be the match. Three one, three one Spurs Kane hat trick, and everyone forgets how much of an asshole he was over the summer. And we're like, no, no worries, Kane, you're, you're back. <laughs> you're back, Kane. We forgive you. Uh, Chris, you want to change it, or are you good with yours? All right, Q stole my glasses there for a second. Um, no, just, just, want, to give me the cha- just want to give you the chance to change it. Yeah, no, fair sticking here. with my two one. All right, two one it is. Uh, guys, uh, it has been a joy. Uh, I know it has not been the best week of Tottenham, um, but you know that that is. Uh, I was trying to explain to my fiance a couple weeks ago, or actually when we first started dating in general, it's like it's not always fun being a Tottenham fan. Um, <laughs> this is a good example of it not always being fun, but you know. I have a lot of faith that uh, we could be we recording this podcast next week in a, in a League Cup final uh, and uh, with a North London Derby victory. So with that being said, if there's nothing left for you guys to say, uh, I can't wait to cheer on two Derby victories this week. Uh, Q looks so excited, like he is on board of uh, he believes he believes Tottenham all the way, right, Q? That's a yeah. I'll take you're it. Talk. You're going to talk? No. <laughs> you're going to talk? No. Now you're going to stop. <laughs> uh, as always, guys, we appreciate it. We'll be back uh, early next week to re- review both of these North London derbies uh, and hopefully to uh, celebrate a League Cup final. Um, but thanks again, guys. We'll see you next week. Uh, come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs.